This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Since it's the time of the Jewish New Year and high holidays, I found myself thinking about the question of religious identity and religious practice. About how we view our Buddhist practice as part of a religious identity or not, how we hold it in comparison or conflict or in a different compartment from the religious identity and practices which which we grew up. For most of us, when we grew up, religion was centered around the notion of God, on one hand, and around the notion of a group identity, on the other. And I think it's very interesting the way religion in general tends to face in these two different directions. One towards something that stands for a universal, whether that universal is of love or meaning or justice, and that we use the notion of God in our life to orient ourselves to those universals. And on the other hand, the way in which we use the specific practices and histories and cultural identity with which we practice to define ourselves in a particular way. Because I think that kind of self and group delineation is very fundamental to people. No one seems inclined to be truly cosmopolitan, a citizen of the universe. Everyone naturally seems to gravitate to identity, whether it's ethnic or national or regional 
And that individual local identity is always held in some tension with our striving after universals. The virtue of polytheism was that it personified the conflict and pluralism of our allegiances. The way in some aspects of our life we're devoted to justice and in other aspects we're devoted to love. And in other aspects we wish for self-protection and the strength to go to war to defend our family or our country. And in many societies those attributes were personified as gods and we acknowledged our multiple allegiances to them. In the West, we focus on God as an embodiment of universals, justice and love particularly. And these are qualities we wish to extend to all beings everywhere. And yet at the same time we get into terrible conflicts with other people who try to express those universals in a different way or apply them only to their own group. In Buddhism we speak a great deal about dissolving the boundary between self and other. We strive after that sense of universal oneness. Though it's often seemed ironic to me that we we do it with a practice that can make us feel very alienated from everyone around us. We go off and do this thing that seems very strange or peculiar to our families of origin, all in the name of oneness. It's the most fundamental fact of biological life that we must separate self from other, self from environment been said that the thing that defines a living organism most basically is a cell membrane, something that separates inside from outside. And we have to always hold in tension that sense of what's inside and what's outside, what we include and what we exclude. And not imagine that we're going to 
use our practice to somehow, once and for all, transcend those kinds of differences or boundaries. We're going to have to find ways to hold them in balance with a sense of the universal, the undifferentiated. I've often talked about the ways in which I think what we do here needs to be thought of as a religious practice, not a self-improvement project or a kind of spiritual gymnasium, that it's much more a church than a health club. And yet I think many people are uncomfortable or ambiguous or maybe just ambivalent about describing themselves as Buddhists. Not clear whether you feel that when you've come here in some sense you've converted to Buddhism, the way people speak of converting to Christianity or Judaism. I think people hold those categories in very different relationships. I think there are many people who are able to be both Buddhist and Jew and Buddhist and Muslim and Christian. That they see these identities complementing each other. I think that's probably a a sane and healthy way to do things, to see that who we are has multiple facets and that we can hold these together. Personally, I'm not like that. (laughs) I don't recommend it, but I'm just not that way myself. Uh, I think that... uh, my attitude was much more shaped by uh, the old 60s uh, uh, motto, you're either on the bus or off the bus. And that uh, you are what you practice. And for myself, I practice Buddhism and I no longer practice uh, Judaism. So I don't really maintain a foot in each camp. I really did convert But I don't think that's um, necessarily the most typical experience or the one I would recommend. I would uh, think Shariar is a much better role model in in all of this. (laughs) You should definitely follow him and not me (laughs) when it comes to religion. Sometimes we hear things like all religions point to the same truth. And that kind of thing always makes me very queasy. I I don't like that at all. Um, I think that points to the truth of the universal, 
that religions certainly may all point to notions of reverence and to love and mercy and justice. They may define them or think about them differently, but we could say that there's a way in which they all aim for certain universals. But I think that, to me, it's like saying all music and all art, you know, point to the same things. This is to um, homogenize them in a way that I find uh, quite uninteresting at best. Uh, Uninteresting is a mild word for it. I suppose my own experience growing up was uh, with parents who I think I could honestly say love their son very much but had very little interest in Barry who was a, quite an odd duck and something of a changeling as far as they were concerned and so I think I grew up personally with a sense that um, I'm not very interested in uh, the generic or the universal I care a lot about the specifics in particular. And I don't think any of us really want to be loved generically. You know, we don't want to be the recipient just of universal love. We want to be loved by another person. And I think in terms of our practice, we don't want something that is blandly universal. Or I think that doesn't really get any traction in our lives if it's too... Um, all-inclusive. I think you have to make choices and commitments to the particular. And the religious practice, I think, is defined not in terms of what doctrines you believe in, what creed you espouse, and whether you can go down a list of beliefs and match it to the beliefs of someone in another church, I think it comes down to what do you do every day? Do you go sit in a zendo? Do you go keep kosher? Do you go uh, to mass and receive uh, the host? These practices really give the definition and texture and feel to our life. And I don't, I think there's something that we lose that uh, if we try to homogenize them all into something that all all teach love, for instance. That's like putting all your food in a blender, you know. Just uh, reducing it to its pure nutritional value. Like astronauts living on tang or something like that, you know. I think we have to embrace the particulars. We have to really see that we are choosing to be part of a particular tradition, doing a particular practice which we hold and maintain and take responsibility for. That's not to say you can't maintain multiple practices. I maintain the tradition of psychoanalysis and the tradition of Zen. I think there are many people who feel they can maintain both Zen and Judaism and Zen and the other religions. 
I think that takes very particular kind of effort, very particular kind of uh, commitment. But I don't have an answer uh, to the right way to do any of that. But I just offer these uh, ideas up to you as a way to reflect on what do you think your religion is? What do you think your identity is? What do you think practice has to do with identity? <laughs>